Welcome to the Working Hands Podcast. I'm your host, Tony of Woodland Iron, joined by Keith of Blackthorn Concepts and Chad of Chad's Custom Creations. Go on, boys. Howdy, howdy. What's going on? I do want to thank our sponsor, Sabretooth. Uh, You can check them out at sabretooth.com. Use code WH, 10% off. Chad, what have you been up to? Well, I was able to get that video published of the X-Tool D1. In time? Just in time. I gave them a date. I was able to get it emailed to them and get it published on YouTube. Just in the next time. I wish I had more time because after watching it the next morning, because I was up at 3 a.m. editing and doing the voiceover, I realized that I used the word now to start every single sentence. Now, that's a weird thing to do. Yeah, I said now. Now, here we go. Yeah, I said now. Oh, you said now. You're making a joke. I don't, it was my nervous twitch when I was doing the voiceover. It was strange. I, I normally say like, so, or something else, but for some reason now is my new nervous twitch and I need to cut that out. <laughs> my nervous twitch is after I say stuff, I say, you know, you, we mm-hmm. could probably have a, a drinking game on this podcast with how many times I end a sentence with, you know, you know, I think I've, I think I've heard you say that a few times, you know? Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty. Now, I'm pretty sure. Now they go can easy, find. Chad. <laughs> I'm just kind of disappointed that Tony never gives us a an A. Never. We haven't he's gotten one that, A out he's of. He's not him. that side of Canada. No, I'm not. That's a, that's more of a West thing. What is the East thing? I don't Sorry. know. We're so. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's all. Yeah. That's all of Canada. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can be a bit apologetic, I guess. <laughs> I think A is kind of like the y'all of. You know, the down south. I just did it again. Yeah, it's. it's <laughs> Don't worry, it's a, I'll edit all that out. Now be careful. <laughs> yeah, it's a wet. It's definitely a. At least I feel it's a Western thing. There, there are some guys around that do the A, but it's not really my, not really my thing. Did you ever come across the account Leroy and Leroy? Leroy and Leroy. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm Leroy. That's Leroy behind the counter. Yeah, it's that's always Leroy behind the camera. Yeah, it's always something. Yeah, and they're always they're Western boys. They're all yeah, they're the the prairies and stuff. Have yeah, they're the A types, Saskatchewan. Yeah, going looking at all the weird monuments like you'd find on Route sixty six in the states. Yeah, it's fun. The the world's largest nickel, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Anyway, let's hear about this camera, this video. Yeah, so I actually had a question for you, Keith, because when I was videoing this, um, it was great because, you know, sensor can pick up low light and all that. It's Mm -hmm. leaps and bounds above my GoPro. But I'd say you, (laughs) I had more trouble getting in focus shots with it at times because it would autofocus on random things at different times, especially if I was moving something in front of the camera. Just switch it to manual focus. Uh, focus on what you're going to focus on. Switch it to manual focus, and you're fine. That's what yep. I need to do. The other thing you can do is pull back your aperture, so more is in focus anyway. Is that the F? You're not doing yeah. Aperture's your F. F stop. That doesn't make any sense to me. Why is aperture F? <laughs> so if I'm in F 1.8, the field of view, which means the amount of things that would be in focus, is very tight, right? Yeah. So F 1.8 is a large aperture. Which is, there's a lot of confusing things about photography, but F1.8 is a large aperture, which means the lens blades, have you ever seen the inside, like it, 
it's like it's a bunch so of cool blades. looking. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. So when the aperture is wide open, that's 1.8, right? When okay. it's real tiny, that's at f22, right? Like a pinhole camera, oh. right? So it's the amount of light that it lets in, but it's also the depth of field. It's going to change your depth of field in focus. So if you're doing stuff for what you're doing, one eight is probably way, way too fast. You can probably go F8 and be fine. Don't worry about that. That's for a different day. I don't want to get into it now. (laughs) So I could have said it to like- He's in the weeds. He's in the weeds. I I could have said it to like point, I mean, F point or F8, and I wouldn't have had as much trouble. Uh, Things would have been in focus more often. I don't know what the, I didn't see the video. Uh, I apologize. But- uh, It's It's not for you. (laughs) Yeah. The, uh, it really depends on what's happening in the scene. And yeah. where your focus could switch to on autofocus f- f- for video, mm-hmm. it's going to be constantly fighting it. So unless you're watching it and controlling it, you want to be a manual. Focus on what you want. Make sure everything that is in your subject in that area is going to be in focus. And then roll with it. Don't. I wouldn't leave it in autofocus. Autofocus is not for your type of video mm-hmm. for this. You know, I actually started doing manual focus today. I'm filming that 3D printer right now, and there's so many things that move on that. It was making my camera freak out for like six hours at a time. And I was thinking, oh my word, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill my camera with the autofocus yeah. doing this the whole it's time. constantly so, focusing. You don't need that. Mm-hmm. So, finally so, turned it off and just autofocus, not autofocus, manual focused with the, the little uh, control ring. Is that what you call that? Sure. The... What you could do is uh, you can use the autofocus, right? Mm-hmm. Half press focus it and then leave it. It's not going to change. And then switch it to manual focus if you don't want to do the ring. That's a cheater way of doing it. Oh, I like that too. Uh, yeah. And then you're yeah, done. Then you're I, need, I need to find the setting for that to where it would So if stay. you set up your whole scene, meter, all that stuff, get everything right, your lighting right, focus, switch it to manual check it again, but you should be fine. And then roll from there. You don't need to go through the whole rigmarole of what you were doing, but that's for another day. I did see the video of, uh, the time-lapse and that was amazing. Did you like that? (laughs) Yeah. That one, that one wowed me. That was pretty cool. I have set up the 3d printer on a fancy G code where after every layer it goes over to the far left and I, hot glued a limit switch on there that I wired up to my camera. So every time it finishes the layer, it goes over, pushes the button, and it takes a snapshot. And I was able to put 1,600 layers together. Don't give together. away all your cinematic secrets to everybody. <laughs> uh, it's just so much fun. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> like, I didn't even want to share that I had the 3D printer. But when I started doing that, I was like, I got to do a story on this. It was just too cool. Very cool. Yeah, I like the... Uh the toys that you made too for the kids. They look pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, they're not for the kids. Come on now. No, we don't need to hear that. <laughs> I got two daughters that went through that in school. We listened I to never, those things I for never two had years. One, thank God. I didn't either, but <laughs> you're not missing old, out. No. My oldest yeah. got into it. She really liked it. She got all the ribbons and did all the little tunes that they do. And yeah, she, she really enjoyed it. She's, she's the artistic one. Very good. So what else, Chad? Anything exciting? Uh, I, I, really did dis- get a, I did get a concerning question about towards, you. Towards me? Yeah. Somebody had ordered a boot jack and they haven't received it yet. 
Well, if if that person that is concerned about their device that they have ordered, they can go <laughs> on to their account and see where the estimated shipping date is, and they will see that it will be shipping out in two days. So okay. by All the right. time they hear it, it's in route. Okay. Matthew, keep an eye out. I am <laughs> nervous about this. Why would he buy one of those? Oh, I know. A lot of people know. It's going to be good. <laughs> I think that's why I've hesitated with shipping it out. I'm waiting till the last minute because uh, I'm kind of nervous because he, he asked for my logo on this boot jack, not his initials, not his yeah, logo. Fine. That's fine. It's fine. You've got my back, right, Keith? Yes. <laughs> Hashtag Team Chad. Hashtag Team Look. Blackthorn all the way. Hmm. <laughs> But that's enough about me. I'm excited to have a 3D printer because I feel like that gained me some digifab points. Like I felt like me not having a 3D printer, I shouldn't have even been able to call myself the digifab. But now I'm branching into it and spin a lot. And that's a filament printer, correct? Yeah, they call it an FDM. So it's like a hot glue gun. This is the longer LK5 Pro. It's the updated version, so. A little bit better than the other ones that you've seen on YouTube so far. Some pretty good ones out there. Oh, hush your mouth! Just you wait. (laughs) I think this would be a good one for someone starting because I saw I saw on uh, on YouTube a three D printer that prints with metal. I also saw a three D printer that prints with concrete could print a whole house. There's some pretty wild stuff out there on the YouTubes. (laughs) You can get you can get going down some rabbit holes on there. The what about you, Tony? What's going on in your world? Oh, just shaking my head at you two mainly, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, so mainly it's been, uh, I finally got back tonight. Uh, of course, we're recording on a Wednesday, but tonight was my first workout on any kind of programming whatsoever for my coach. So uh, coming back from injury, so hoping everything, uh, today felt good. So I, I'm really happy. So get prepped for next year. Are you getting changed your mind on the nationals or no? No, the deadline was the twenty eighth. Mm. So, and I can tell, I can tell, like tonight, uh, I got a little bit of stuff in my neck that's not quite right, but it's one of those things that I think I just need to keep moving and I'll be fine. But not motion is lotion. Yeah, it's not. I'm not gonna. Yeah, that's been part of the problem. Is I hurt myself and then I just kind of laid around for a month. So now it's time to get moving and and keep at it. So and. I've got a prep for uh, for the group forge project, so I got uh, get stuff packed up and get a couple was- set get a couple sets of tongs made up. Um, I, I actually just reached out to uh, Chris Cash today, and I said, "I'm bringing some stuff down." I said, "I'm bringing my own hammer, like my hammer and stuff, my hammers and tongs." And he said, "I asked him if there was anything else that I might need to bring." He said, "That's perfect." So yeah. That's all I'm gonna. Yeah, I was mentioning to Austin earlier. There's still spots, so yes, if you want in, uh, there's still time to get in. Register with uh, the Blackthorn or uh, reach out to the Maker Camp Instagram account. Get involved. There are spots. Yeah, and by the sounds of it, it's going to be. You don't have to be an advanced blacksmith to be there and have fun. Like everybody's going to have a good time. We're going to do what we can and. Hopefully it comes out comes out nice. I've got no idea what the I saw the ring that they posted on on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's a six foot ring, so it's going to be big. I just don't know what 
Chris has got planned, which will be interesting. He, he makes some wild up. stuff, yeah, so it's going to so be awesome. Whatever. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Be a lot of fun to be part of. And uh, I'm hoping, I'm going to bring my touch mark, and I'm hoping I can possibly leave an Easter egg for somebody. Just do it. I'm going to do it. You should leave a few of them. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put them in some pretty tough spots. If Once we get going, I'll figure out where I can put them. And uh, yeah, see if anybody finds them. That'll be fun. That's exciting. And uh, what's, when, what date is that starting? Because I know this is really soon. Yeah. So yeah, next, next Friday. Which will be this Friday. As you read, as you listen to this, it's this Friday. Yeah. So six days from Saturday. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. So it'll be good. It'll be interesting to. I'm going to put the date out there just in case anyone comes across this episode later. I think it's the 11th, the 11th to the 14th of March or 13th, 11th to the 13th, 11th to the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Of 2022 for anyone that is maybe listening to this in years past or years future. (laughs) That'll happen. We'll have listeners like that. (laughs) Maybe we can only dream. Um, Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Uh, I got asked to put some stuff into a charity auction for this weekend, so I'm going to do that too. Very cool. What a guy. Yeah. So I'm going to actually, I've been thinking this over for a while, and I think this is the opportunity to do it. I'm going to do like kind of a, I was trying to figure out a name for it, and I've heard people say like a have a go session, like actually bring people in, just have that as the as the prize or, or auction item. Bring somebody in, let them come into my forge and make a hook or just come in and have some fun with something. It's cool. So like giving away a blacksmith experience. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. So I think it'd be fun. Americans allowed to win this if I was to uh, find this charity auction. And if I win, would you let me in? It depends on if the country lets you in. I'm not sure you're allowed to cross the border. I have my ways. (laughs) I'm coming. Yeah, we want to get Chad out of the country. So okay. with a press. Yeah, America will America will usher him across the border, Tony. I don't I don't think we can keep him. <laughs> uh, I think his I think his wife would be very against that. So Yeah. Um yeah, so that's pretty much my my thing now is like the biggest thing right now is to get prepped for uh for the group forge because I've been <laughs> I've said it so many times on this that I was gonna go out and do finish up my tongs and get them all set up and I'm there. I just have to do like the last couple heats on them, but I still have to get out there and do it. So yeah, I think be... I'm gonna head up. I think I'm gonna head up there on Saturday. Yeah, group forward. Yeah, I'm hoping it'll be good. Uh, I'm I'm heading up Thursday. Um, be a long drive, but I'll, I'm gonna get there Thursday. Leave Thursday morning here and be there by like supper time at the Blackthorn. So it'll be good. How about you, Keith? You've been busy. Keith has been. I real think you. Busy. I think you went somewhere's. <laughs> Yeah, I took yeah. a little trip. Little trip to Georgia. Little trip to Georgia. <laughs> I did not get to see our infamous host Chad there. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, people were pretty upset about that. Um, I don't know how many times I had to answer, "Is Chad here? Where's Chad?" I was Is there Chad in spirit. I, but, I just, I, I just think you're pulling his leg. I don't think anybody cared. <laughs> oh no 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 they did they did uh, you, you saw me posting people. from the etsy boys account right you know i was there oh I had so you, you admit you're the etsy boy 
We are Legion. We are Etsy boys. That killed it for me. I I I thought you were there when I saw the post from the, uh, the Etsy boys. Yeah, they panned and over. They saw because Chris at full steams, and it, I think that it, was your wife, it, right? Uh, yeah, I was in it, and and I was at the bar, but I was in it. And then the uh, about fifteen minutes later is when people started asking me where you were. So I thought you were there. I thought they were messing with me. <laughs> Ronders comes over. He's like, he's like, Chad here. And then somebody else comes over. Matthew. He's like, is Chad here? I'm like he's got to be here. But everyone said you were. Whatever. Well, you that's don't want to take the twenty minute drive over to say hi to your friend. That's fine. I understand. It is very touching to hear that people if, are asking. If about anyone it. doesn't know or know by the title of this episode, I went to WorkbenchCon. <laughs> My, what a trip! So what how many how many hours to get down there for you it from from Jersey? Took like twelve and a half to get down. Well, twelve and a half drive time, maybe an hour of stops and gas and lunch. That's not too bad. I mean, I'm no. I'm nine and a half. So Google says I'm nine and a half from. Uh, oh, that's nothing. That's from uh, yeah, from East Durham. About eight hours in the car is a nice easy trip. After about eight hours, and your legs start hurting, your back starts hurting. So only an extra hour, I think it'd be all right. Yeah, and I'm doing this. I'm doing this trip solo. So. Oh, yeah, that's rough. I went with the wife. So be a good time to catch up on some podcast. Are you talking to me or Tony? Tony. I guess yeah. me. He's got the next trip coming up. <laughs> yeah, I well, suppose. I'm, I'm driving up to Maker Camp. He, he, I mean, Tony's going to drive nine hours, so I'm going to drive three hours so I can see him, Chad. Uh, I'm not going to his town. or He's not coming to my town and me not going, but I, I'm going to make the drive three hours, three and a half hours <laughs> to go see him. So really, I'm going to go up and back in the same day, so that's like seven hours of driving for one day to go see my buddy, but I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Uh, yeah, but you get to go to Maker's Camp. That's different. I'm almost tempted to drive 15 hours to come see both of you because it's Maker's Camp. <laughs> as opposed to WorkbenchCon? <laughs> yeah, we can get into that if you want. I, I, I do have some questions for you guys because you guys didn't go. And I don't know if I've talked to uh, both of you about what your thoughts are on it. But what do you guys think? Like, What is the impression from somebody who hasn't been? What is your impression of what WorkbenchCon is? Let's start there. You know, I don't I, know. No, 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 no. I don't want your opinion. I want to know what you think it's about. Like, what is their mission? Oh, I think it's to cookie. Oh, that might be too, too far. It's to help people grow their influence on social media for makers. Okay. Tony, what's your, what's your take on it? Um, my feeling was that it was aimed at more of a content creator than maybe than maybe someone who's just working in a like as a hobbyist, like someone whose goal in the end is to be a creator full time or part time or an influencer of some kind. So somebody who makes money off of uh, putting out content is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was my that was my take on it. And, that's, and what do you think they do for those people at this conference? Like, what would be? I mean, there's not much on their website, right? Their website's kind of bare, right? So it's all about the scuttlebug of what happens and prior things and 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 what the perceived notion of it is, right? You pretty much have to perceive what it is before you get there. 
So my interpretation of it, and see if you guys agree or disagree, but prior to me going, and don't let my experience there or anyone else's of this year change your opinion. So let me know, like think back two weeks to what your impression was. I thought it was to go down there, meet potential sponsors, you know, and then I thought it would be a bunch of classes to help you out in growing your social media and different realms about uh, how to make a living doing content creation. Mm-hmm. That's a good assumption. Yeah, right? I felt I'm I kind feel of in line fair. with you there. Felt like it was going to be classes to take uh, or lessons or talks on how to navigate the sphere that is uh, the business of content creation is what I understood it as. You guys, right? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, because from what I had seen in years past, like they'd have like they'd have a panel of like say us like th- podcasters, and they you tell your story on how how you've built up your podcast or something or something or business or whatever, like something of that nature, right? Like that's yeah. what I I thought I'd seen in the past. Yeah, but I thought it was going to be like like in-depth juried things. And uh, it wasn't. It really wasn't. It's a trade show. This The quote-unquote sponsors, as everyone calls it, are there to sell you things. So that was interesting take from my end. And the classes, there are classes where you can learn from, but a lot of them are just not classes. They're called classes. They tell you, oh, which classes you take in. Here's the list of classes. Here's the schedule of classes. They're not classes. Most of them are talks. Some of them are good. I there are there are. I mean, there's a lot of good there, but it's not. It's sold. I don't know what. Uh, um, I don't know. It's not the same as what they tell you, or the perceived notion that's put out there is. I was very. Ooh. Go ahead. I was going to say, do you almost feel like you were work benched? No. Conned. Uh. In a way, yeah, I kind of am uh, upset about it. In in a way, I mean, there are some good about it. I, I had a great time meeting people and hanging out with people, and I took two awesome courses, like beyond awesome. Uh, some of the other courses were not awesome. Uh, mm. Obviously, it's impossible to take all the courses. So, uh, as one individual, I went with a wife, and even the two of us couldn't take all the courses. So, granted, my personal view is narrowed. Okay. So, it was just to kind of lay out the courses. I, I looked at the schedule, but just so we put it out there, it was, you had two slots per day. Was that what three you slots. had? Three slots. Yeah, okay, there's, there's three courses three. per day. Uh, okay. Well, three, th- three times of courses per day. Oh, okay. And... I won't go into any classes that I was at that I was I didn't like. I will go into the two I found most beneficial and the two that uh, the general consensus of all of those attending the conference that I spoke to found to be awesome. Um, and everyone I asked, because I knew I was going to talk about it on here. So I went in thinking, all right, I'm not really a content creator, but I do make the podcast, Right. So what can I go down and learn about content creation that I would have to twist into our podcast so we can grow our podcast and make money on our podcast and maybe transfer to my YouTube channel or my Instagram, right? But that's not my main goal. I'm not going down there to do this full time, but I do like learning. So uh, I don't think I learned anything that would help the podcast. Maybe. 
That's kind of uh, disappointing. Well, I mean, it's not really a podcaster's thing, so that I'm not knocking it for that. But it was very. Um, I think in years past it has been because they've had podcasts like talk at it. Yeah, and it this so could it, be. I think the, it's depending on the year. Could be. Yeah. yeah, but like one of my major gripes and a lot of people's gripes about it was the classes are listed on this piece of paper with a little thing on there, and there's a website. You know, and there's a little write-up about what the class is, right? And then you get to the class, and uh, now you have to choose which class you want. So you got to pick and decide based on the little description that's online. So you pick your class based on that description, and you get to the class, and the uh, about five, ten minutes in, so now it's rude to leave, and it's rude to arrive in another class late, in my opinion. So I stay. But in a few classes I took, about five, ten minutes in, they're like, so... What's in the description is not really what I'm going to talk about. We didn't write that. Workbench oh, no. kind of wrote that, not me. So that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm going to talk about X, Y, and Z. Oh, no. That's not what you signed up for. <laughs> yeah, so not me just... personally, because I went down thinking, you know, positively, like, oh, I'm going to learn all this stuff. I don't care. I'll figure it out when I get there, right? But all the hubbub and all the positivity about it in years past is great. I'm going to go down and learn all this stuff. So I didn't really look at the classes. But I talked to a couple people that are like, I flew in to take these two courses and they're not on what they say they are. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, that's rough. You know, a lot of moolah invested. It's a lot of money invested for that. Now in talking to some people, they're like, Oh, but, but it's such a great time networking and blah, blah, blah. And what are you networking with? Am I networking with other makers? Cause I know other makers, you know what I mean? I know these people. It's great to meet people in person. I get that, but I don't go down to an event like that to hang out with people at the bar. I will, because I enjoy that. But if I'm going to spend that kind of money, you know, thousands of dollars for me and the wife to go down, I want to get some perceived value out of it that's put on not by me and my interactions with people who are also attending. I want it to be from the courses provided and this and that. Maybe I made the wrong choices on my classes, but maybe they were advertised to me incorrectly too, you know? So did I get stuff out of all these classes? A lot of them. Yeah. They did a video school by Joe Jacks. I cannot recommend this guy enough. He says at the top, he is well organized, everything. He, but he, he comes in hot right at the top. He's like, listen, guys, this is going to be four years of video school in two hours. Now the classes are an hour and a half. He's like, we're going to go over. He said, if you're going to the next class and want to leave at an hour and a half, I will let you know when we hit an hour and a half, but we're going to go. He's like, I'm going to awesome. move quick. If you have questions, ask him, but I'm going to move quick. And he starts off. And the first question I asked was, are you going to share the PowerPoint? And he says, yes. And then he starts like cruising. Right. And, and I didn't have to write anything on any of his PowerPoint slides, which of there was a lot. You got to remember he's fitting for like, it, it, this is a real deal class. I took eight pages of notes in that class. Wow. Unbelievable class. Do I think it was worth the price of admission? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, it's an outline of a four-year video school. Did I learn actual things? No. Did I learn concepts? Yeah. Do I think I can use it in the future? Sure. Worth the price of admission? Probably not. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that was the first class I took, so I was rip rare and ready to go then. Yes! <laughs> Next class, lackluster, lackluster. I did take another one by uh, Lincoln Street. Lincoln Street? I don't know. John at Lincoln Street. I don't know what it is. This guy had building your brand. That was 
that was awesome. So between those two courses, I think, yeah, it was worth my money. Was it sold to me the same way? Like, did I have the same feeling leaving there that I do now? No, I, w- I felt hoodwinked leaving there. But now looking back, those two courses probably going to help me out in the future. But it's a weird event for a happy hour. Well, as someone who didn't pay for the event, I'm hoping I can uh, maybe get some of the knowledge that you've learned from going. Maybe you'll share some of that with me, especially that uh, the video course. I think that's something I could have used on that last video I produced. You could have come, Chad. I tried to get you to come. Even as I was there, I was trying to get you to come. Cheap so I put out. I, I talked to a lot of people there and I was asking them what they thought, blah, 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 because you're trying to make small talk. And when you don't know somebody, you're like, oh, so what do you think of the event? You know? So you talk about the event. It's like the icebreaker. And I got a lot of the same feeling. So I'm not the only one. I'm just the vocal one because you see a lot of people online afterwards and their stories of how great a time it was. And I'm not saying it wasn't a good time. I'm not saying I didn't have a good time. I'm not saying I didn't meet a lot of fun, great new people I consider friends. What I'm saying is they sold me an event that wasn't what they sold me. And a lot of other people feel the same way. They're just not vocal about it. Do I think it could change? Do I think it could be a great event? Yes. Do I think maybe this is because of COVID as to why everything felt thrown together at the end? Maybe. Maybe they started planning it late. I don't know. But it was pretty crazy. So I put out a poll. I think what day was it? Sunday or Monday? Had to be Monday. Because I was watching all these stories about how great it was. Some of the people are the same people that told me they didn't think it was great when I'm face-to-face with them. But then online, they tell me how great it is. So I'm like, I wonder if these people will respond. So I put out a poll on my stories. And I just said, let me know your feedback, pros or cons. I don't care. I just want a balanced view. Because there's a lot of good about it. Like the video class, Lincoln Street, phenomenal, right? Bob, uh, what's his name? I like to make stuff. Yeah, Bob Claggett. His keynote speech, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Unbelievably phenomenal. I know you don't believe me, Chad. It was really (laughs) one of the best talks I've heard. I go to a lot of events. It's it's one of the best ones I've heard in a long, long, long time. Wow. Did he have a main topic for his his talk? Yeah, it was pretty much. I mean, he didn't come out and say it. He was a keynote speaker. Mm -hmm. So... You're supposed to, you know, what a keynote speech is, right? You should probably look up the definition. There's a couple other people that should look it up too. I don't go Uh, to conferences, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, But his topic was uh, pretty much don't beat yourself up, you know, don't dwell on all the negative, all that stuff. Although that's what we're doing here. But um, it it was just amazing. It really was. Like you left and you left when he was done, everyone kind of felt inspired. It was pretty good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. There was another keynote speech there that was not a keynote speech. It was a guy talking, and that was not so good compared to Bob's. Um, so, yeah. But I, I put out a poll on uh, on online, and I got a lot of feedback from a lot of different people, pros and cons, right? So I'm going to read some to you. I'm not going to tell you who sent me what. Mm-hmm. But I got one, one person, that he sent me a few things. He says, the pros, as a, as a small fish in a big pond, I realize everybody from the one subscribers to the thousands, nobody there was their following. Everyone was human and very approachable. Interesting take. He did another pro where it's very diverse, and it wasn't a problem for me as a black woodworker to sit at a table with folks who didn't look like me, and I was welcome with open arms, and it felt genuine. 
That's good to hear. That's good. Which is pretty cool because I don't, you know, I don't, as a white man, you don't necessarily have to deal with that. So that was cool to hear. Uh, then he had a couple cons. Um, you know, he said in the classes he could have learned a little bit more. They could have had a little more uh, depth to him. Uh, and then here's one thing that I had to talk with him after this about. Uh, and it was one of the things that I was thinking in my head in a different way. But he said it, he wished it went another day so people could have had an activity day to do something like bowling, axe throwing, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was there, and I made this analogy to Tony earlier, this is no bond building between the people. It's not that type of event, but you're not building a bond w- with your fellow makers there. So he's kind of right there, I think. So if it felt more business-like is what you're saying. Yeah, it's very business-like, you know. Okay. Uh, it's like a business happy hour. It's all small talk, you know, that type of thing. And not, uh, I don't mean that in a bad way. That's just the nature of the beast down there, you know. Another person said the short version is they had a great time meeting other makers, but uh, the, ne- the networking with brands and the sessions didn't quite live up to the hype. I'd go again, but I would have a different set of expectations and focus more on the networking with fellow makers which is probably the best thing you could say about the event. I couldn't, yeah. have, I couldn't have said those words better. I've been talking for 15 minutes now and she says it best in that one little sentence. Yeah, I, I get that. Cause I've heard a lot of people talk in the past because they've talked about it and they've said that, you know, the hotel bar was the best part of it. I've heard that many times for not just this, well, not just from this year, but from previous years they are like, some people have said, don't get a ticket, just go to the hotel and stay there for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before. Yeah, and I didn't know why, because people are afraid to say this list. I don't know. Well, I, don't that's, know. I don't know why people use that as their answer. I mean, is that their kind way of saying it needs a little more depth? I, I think so. A little bit more organization? Like, well, if the, that's the case, has anyone provided that feedback to the people who run it? Like. Because what I see on social media, and I'm not knocking to people who run it, it, it it's a pretty, I mean, it, it needs a little bit here and there, but it's a pretty well-run event. Like, it's pretty organized, you know, but if all they get is positive feedback, are they really going to grow into? Well, I mean, we, we've talked about that here before, and I think that's a big problem with the maker community in, in a lot of ways is that. They only show positive? We can be too positive. Like, it just, like. If your criticism's constructive, then it's constructive. So you should be able to build off it. Not, and if it's always positive, and and you have people walking away from events unhappy, and nobody's willing to say anything, nothing's going to change. So I right. mean, I just honesty has always been my best medicine, anyways. Yeah, but I think people don't take constructive criticism the right way. Like I think people are probably gotten to this point 30 minutes into this this little chat we're having and they're probably like these guys are nothing but negative about workbench gun and i I don't know how many times i could say it because i've talked to other people this week i'm trying to be positive about it i'm trying to make it better that's why i'm bringing this stuff up if i didn't care i would have said yeah i had a great time at the bar i got drunk with some friends made some new friends let's move on you know but i don't want that i want people to get maximum stuff out of it it's right there right there for the taking, you know, the two classes I went to were taught by true professionals in their field. 
John at Lincoln Street is a brand. I forget what he said his name was now or his title was, but he works on a brand for a major apparel company. It's an apparel company we all know. I forget the name right now. It doesn't matter. He took that knowledge that he had in his professional career that other people pay him to do what he does on his own business in YouTube, and he turned his no YouTube channel at all 10 months ago to 110,000 followers today. In 10 months? In 10 months. He's a proven. He is what I said. I hope there's people there who know the path that's current. Remember me saying that a couple yeah, weeks ago? I do. Yeah. I said, I don't want to talk to the people who already made it because the algorithm has changed. This guy is in it right now. He's in the trenches. And I'm like, man, what, what is it? You know, like what's his take on the algorithm? That's what I went in thinking because my wife had gone to the class before and said it was so good. I had to go. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going because you know, I want one that's somebody saying is great. Cause all the classes are doubled and mirrored between the two days. So I went and I'm thinking, so my wife didn't tell me what it was. She just said, go, you're going to enjoy it. And went off to her own course, right? <laughs> so I was thinking it was going to be algorithm-based and how to trick the algorithm and this and that and everything. And, the and correct he just YouTube went faces, right? You got to make the faces? All oh, that. Oh, that's oh. what I thought it was going to be, right? And none of that. Absolutely none of that. And this wow. is a guy who grew in 10 months, 110,000 followers, which to some of the guys who have millions, that's nothing. Small potatoes, right? But the guys like us, that's huge. In 10 months? Some of us have been fighting for years and may only have a hundred followers. Well, and I think I think getting that kind of those kind of numbers today is much harder than it was. Yeah, that's know, my point. And like seven, you eight know years what ago, word he never mentioned once, not once, algorithm. Uh, oh, <laughs> I was going to say content. <laughs> nope, never. I don't even think he said content. Wow. Huh. Yeah, uh, I don't want to give the class away because you know. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that stuff. Will you mm. tell me in the after show? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys, I'm not going to put it out there for Like, I don't know. Like I'm trying to be nice here. You know, it was a great class. The guy's awesome. I don't know what he's going to do with it later. You know, uh, I highly recommend talking to him. He's a open book. He said, you know, reach out to me whenever. I don't know if that's for everyone or just attendees a workbench. Co- I don't know. I don't know. It was amazing. Not once did he mention algorithm. That's what I was most impressed about. Not once algorithm, nothing. None of that stuff. Huh. The other guy I really loved was the video guy. Unbelievable class. So much so I wrote him a heartfelt thing in the morning and uh, he told me I made him cry. Oh, uh, Why are you being a bully? <laughs> no, in a good way. In a good way. It was a joy. Uh, but he, he, I mean, he was amazing from start to finish. He knows how to command a room, command a class. He knew, like he practiced. You could tell he does it, you know, everything. And, and, I went on his, uh, I looked at his card. I type in his Instagram expecting some massive account. Nope. Very modest account, like 200 followers, but the guy knows his video. I didn't look at his YouTube yet, but man, this class amazing. It just goes to show you numbers don't matter, you know, for knowledge. You know, if you're going to go by knowledge base, you can't go by numbers. Mm-hmm. And in the age where we're at and in the sphere that we are in, where it seems like the numbers mean you know what you're talking about. It's not true. I I feel like a lot of times it's the complete opposite. Me too. Like me too. I'm not discounting there are people out there that have millions of followers that do know what they're doing, but there's that's there's a mix for sure, but there's a lot of guys out guys and girls out there that are doing uh, amazing work, but they get something's missing, they don't either put the effort or the time into the Instagram. 
but they're building beautiful things. Yeah. And it's just, it, it hurts sometimes when you see people not getting, you know, a little bit of recognition at least. Right. It does, but it is what it is. You know, that's the game. That's the game. Yeah. You know? But if they're not wanting to play the game, then, then it's like, okay, that's, that's good too. I mean, if they want to build nice work, build nice work and not worry about Instagram, then that's not their jam. Then that's good too. Yeah. Most days I wonder if that's the way to true happiness, honestly. I think uh, <laughs> social media can be quite the downer for our, my mental stability most days. Yeah. You know? But yeah. there's a lot of positives to it. I mean. Absolutely. I just went for a weekend and hung out with a bunch of strangers that are kind of like my friends, you know? I don't know them. I don't see them every day, but I see them every day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you go and you meet them. They're kind of like your friends. So there's good and bad to it. If, if if you're constantly comparing yourself to social media and other people's numbers, then yeah, it's probably going to be bad for your mental psyche. Yeah. I don't care about my numbers. I really don't. Yeah. It's definitely like, I, I look, look at the three of us, like where we met through a social event that was an Instagram based event. And yeah, now we're hanging out once a week. <laughs> when we met, Instagram wasn't even a thing that crossed my mind. It was just that you guys were humans. You were cool people. And I wanted to hang out with you. And look what it's become. Yeah, right? I mean. And then I see your follower numbers. And I'm like, oh, gosh, who am I hanging out with? Ooh. Yeah, we're the duds. <laughs> yeah, we're the duds. You know, what's funny is I ran into a couple people uh, who knew who I was and had heard of me. And they thought I had some big account or something. They're like, how do you only have that little followers? Everyone knows who you are. And I'm like, one, everyone doesn't know who I am. I think they do, actually. And two, what does it matter if they're i have these crazy numbers or not you know how many of those numbers are actually likes how many times do you see somebody with twenty thousand followers and they only get 30 likes on a post the number doesn't matter those dang bots could be i don't know it could just be that they pass them up you know they post too much the algorithm doesn't feed them to everyone who knows you don't know just because somebody gets a lot of likes on a photo doesn't mean it's good either yeah or video, so, or real, or what? Have am I you. allowed to ask you a very dividing question about WorkbenchCon? Yeah, I still have more feedback I got from other people, but sure, I'll, let's go. That maybe I should save mine for last then, because it's. I'm just going to run you. through a lot of these things because yeah, you, you I, finish those off. I'll a lot of well. a lot of people sent me stuff. Uh, pros or a lot of people like to meet people. People thought it was very diverse, and that was cool. Building a school and building a brand. Some of the cons were a glimpse into. Uh, the big names and which are cool and which are not. Uh, one, it's a lot of people. That, I think that's what? common for all larger events. Like, well, that, that, that's you're just people. See that. Some people yeah. you like, some people you don't. You know, some people like you, some people don't. I'm not. You know, I get it. But yeah. I think it's interesting to see people who are a smiling face and and they tout that they're all inviting, and then you go to some place and they're like, "Yeah, I, I, get away from me." You know, <laughs> that's never fun. Um, somebody thought that the classes should be vetted. Um, uh, the keynote speeches we went over, uh, people thought that, uh, that there was some exclusivity to it. That's going to be at any event. Uh, one of the, one of the things that, that a few people told me is they thought it was epoxy heavy, which maybe there was a couple classes on epoxy. I don't care about epoxy. So they got scratched off, but then there was like multiple epoxy vendors there. You know, Totobot was there doing epoxy. Moss was there doing epoxy. There was a pigment for epoxies. 
There was epoxy even from the Rustoleum people. Like it was very epoxy heavy. There was, I think, three epoxy glasses. I don't know. Um, but that's just that's um, just I can see we're a, a targeted audience right there, you know. Those yeah, companies that's know. Tr- yeah, that's just the trend at the moment. So yeah. but it, it's something to be said, you know, if you don't like epoxy, this place was epoxy heavy. Look into that before you get there next year. Yep. You know, that's my thing. I'm not saying don't go. I'm not saying you can't learn something. You know, there's people from all levels. Like if you go to, if, like when I go to a class and I'm in there and it's just all obvious, 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 obvious. Well, I work in a business world, right? So all the key points they're hitting on, I deal with every day. So when I, I'm sitting there learning nothing with what I consider basic principles. A newbie may not know these things. So before you go jumping down my throat that I'm too negative, maybe I was just beyond some of these classes in my day to day. I'm sure if I took some of the epoxy classes, I would have learned a ton of new stuff because I know nothing about epoxy. So keep that in mind when you're judging me and my outcome. All right, Chad, I got more, but it, it seems to just keep repeating on the next page. So what do you got? Well, I mean, this uh, is, a- let, let me be clear. This is all, <laughs> all, all a compilation of, of all the people that responded to me. It's not just my thoughts, but go ahead, Chad. What's up? Well, with, uh, with you being able to have experienced it, do you see yourself ever going back in the future? I am. I have an email written to the head of WorkbenchCon. And I think if there's some changes, I may go back. Like legitimate, you know, we're going to work on this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. I may go back. But I am going to go over with a fine tooth comb and ask a lot of questions before I pay for a ticket to go again. All right. I do That's- think there is a ton a ton of potential. I think a lot of people are seeing its potential and saying it's great now when it's not great yet. Yeah. I think one of the things, uh, and this is for me and a couple of people I talked to, uh, and we're talking to people much bigger than I am. We're not talking my level, but I talked to a few people and they went with the anticipation of, um, you know, from years past, people are like, oh, I went and I got sponsors and this and that. And they always say sponsors and it, there's a, like a, like a opening ceremonies. And I wasn't there and I talked to a few people and I said, what, like, what did I miss at the opening ceremony thing? Cause I was driving in, you know, and they're like, oh, they said, be bold when you're talking to the sponsors. Cause you can really, you know, this and that. And like, they don't necessarily come out and tell you that you're going to get a sponsorship or that they're here for sponsorships, but they allude to it leading up to it, check out our sponsors, this, that, the other thing. One, all the sponsors on the page are not there. Home Depot, they're just a face. Really? I didn't see anyone from Home Depot. I asked a couple people. They said, no, Home Depot's not here. If they are, you don't see them. Uh, there was a couple booths where maybe they were manned, but not when I went past them, which was weird. Because, uh, you know, there's not many booths and you go past them a lot. Um, Rockler was on the webpage that they're going to be a sponsor not even an, a mention, a banner, nothing. What? It's weird. Like, is that false advertising? Is it wrong on the webpage? Like, is it COVID? it's not clear. Is it COVID? Like, let me know. No announcement. Nothing. Nothing. Like, there's very lack of communication leading up to it. That's a whole nother ballgame. They, 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 like, trying to get info leading up. And then I was getting emails. The, Rules changing, like COVID rules. Like I need to bring a test. I don't need to bring a test. I have to be vaxxed. I don't have to be vaxxed. Just p- pick a line of, of rules and go with it. I don't care what they are. Just pick a line and go with it. You know, 
Yeah, I'd say when people are purchasing their tickets, those rules need to be cut in stone at that point and not change. Yeah, not two days before you go. You get an email that says you have to have a, a test within 48 hours. As mentioned many times before, like they were already getting defensive about it. And I went through all my correspondence and I had nothing mentioned about it earlier. Oh. And it doesn't matter. I'm vaxxed. But I was like, it didn't say or your vax card, you know, and things like that. There's a lot of miscommunication, like the sponsorship things. But they tell you all the time, you know, go talk to these sponsors. You know, they want you to be bold and prove yourself to them. Not one of them cared. And I didn't go up to any looking for sponsorships because that's not my that's not my jam. Mm-hmm. But people I was near or next to or something would, you know. Sure. And they're like, yeah, that's okay. Like they're like talking about their follower account and the sponsor's like, all right, cool. And these are impressive numbers. And they're like, cool. All right. Whatever. You know, do you want to buy this or not? And you're like, no, I don't want to buy anything. <laughs> you know, mm. that's not what I'm here for. I'm not your customer. They needed yeah. Squarespace or, uh, <laughs> you know, those, <laughs> those companies that do all the sponsoring. <laughs> well, I mean, it could. Yeah. But if, I mean, if that's not what the conference is about, then, you know, maybe not tell us to be bold around them. You know, it's just a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird situation. It was there, maybe there was a miscommunication between like the sponsors and, and the conference too. Like maybe well, they-, they miscommunicated it to us. So I would 100% agree that there's probably a miscommunication between the sponsors and the, the conference. Yeah. Cause the you way think- it's sold to us is not the way it sold to them. Cause it was sold to them. It feels like it, it feels it- like it was sold to them as a trade show. So they it was sent- sold to us as a spot to maybe get a sponsor. Yep. Yeah. So those are two different groups of people for a large company, large companies like that. Like it's not. You're dealing with salesmen and you want the social media like, managers. Yeah. Like a brand coordinator or whatever the terms are for that. But now there like, were a couple uh vendors that had the, like the decision makers there, but most of them were like trade show people. Did you get any good swag? swag we got swag. Yeah, we got swag. All right. I saw Craig. Craig was there, right? Yeah, I didn't get anything from Craig. Mm. I saw they came out with their own ply- plywood gripper. That's pretty cool. It's been made before, but it's cool to yeah, see well, them making one. What's funny is, and I know I'm small time, I'm not a recognizable face, but uh, I had a hard time getting anyone at the Craig booth to talk to me. Ooh, that's disappointing. Is Even when you're the only one walking around in there. Weird. So mm. lay this out for me, because I'm, I'm very visual with things like the space. Like, what was okay. it? Is it a banquet room? Yeah, think of a banquet room. Yeah. At a, at a hotel. At like, a hotel. Probably like 50 like by a, 100 kind of thing, or? It's big. I don't know the size. But, but it, it's a large It's a large space. Big enough to hold 500 people in a bunch of booths. Okay. So the booths go around the out the outer walls, and then they put tables in the middle. Yeah. So the booths go out, like, like and the booths went around three of the walls, because the other wall's just all doors. Right. And one of them is the big main stage. And then you walk in. There's not, it's not even three. It's like one wall's covered. It's not even three because they come just uh, two booths down on, on, on the sides, on the two side walls. So it's like along the back and then the two sides. But right yep. before you go into that room, there's a couple booths outside too. Okay. And then your classes were held separately in from that room? Different rooms. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like little classroom type setups. Now, you know I'm an audio snob, 
How was the audio at the talks? Were you able to hear it clearly? Was it crisp? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's something they have fixed because I believe one of the early conferences had some sound issues. So it's good to hear that they have addressed that. Yeah. And during the last class, by the time it was over, you go back to the, the like back to the main room, everything's gone. They clean up in the last class. There's no goodbye, no nothing. Just done. And that was and the, clo- what and the closing was that? Saturday. And okay. then they do this closing ceremonies thing, which say, so, oh, you know, we're going to close out the conference over here. And they bring you in there and you're sitting down at a panel of a bunch of people, uh, a bunch of people at um, uh, who've been on TV before and have TV shows. And they're talking about TV. And then they have, uh, then they show you this episode of a TV show that's coming out where some of the people who are up on the panel are in. So you sit through that and then you're supposed to, I guess the runner of the show is going to do like closing remarks, but she just pulled out names out of a hat for the giveaway door prizes. And then it was, that was it. That's the end of it. Hmm. There's no, thank you for coming. I hope you had a good time. Just, just kind of like, okay, we're done here. That needs a little work there. Definitely need a an oomph to kind of put a put a bookend on the event. Not handing out t-shirts. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I I just felt like you know, there's all this buildup about this TV show, and I don't know about you guys. I don't watch TV, so not that TV. <laughs> I think I know the TV show you're referencing, and I will. Be watching this show with my children. I'm most excited for them. Oh, it's definitely a Chad show. No, no, you're not. You're no? wrong. You're am wrong. I, am I thinking about it's something not else? Jimmy's sh- it's not Jimmy's show. Oh, what all. are you referencing? It's a show. It was called Pimp My Deer Camp. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you've got to be <sighs> no, kidding me. I don't, I, I don't know. When they put it on, I walked out. I, what I, does that have to do with the conference? Because there's makers, Chad, who are in it. <laughs> Pimp my deer camp? Can you get any more Georgian than that? Oh, I'm embarrassed for my own state. Yeah, I'm not a big. I'm not. I'm not a big hunter. I'm not. Big, uh, it's not. It's not my scene. So I was out. You know. Well, Chad, they could get you to 3D print a deer head. <laughs> yeah. Put, now put I could do that. Wall. Now I just make my language. <laughs> make the sign for the deer camp, Chad. I mean, this is up your alley. This is just like your show that you like. What was the show you like? Oh, uh, that's Homestead Rescue. Yeah, it's like that. So they go in and they fix up somebody's deer camp. I bet you they could use a boot jack. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> they could probably use a boot jack for everyone in the family at this event. You can get your boot jacks at Bobby's Boot Jacks at bobbybootjacks.com. Anywho. Um, so yeah, I, I just felt like it was a lackluster ending. And then that's it. It's over. Hmm. It's weird. It was very, it was a very weird end. And that, I mean, that's just, I mean gotta end somehow right i just felt like they were gonna go over with a thank you or something talk about know. next year you know talk about next year we're coming back next year bigger and better i don't know anything hmm. well I it sounds like they kind of left you hanging there but you know there is a group of people who never leave us hanging and that would be our patrons patrons whether you were at workbench conference or not we appreciate your continued support to what we are doing here on this show. We have a patron that we need to get back at. 
for a little joke that he played on us while he was at work BenchCon, but uh, we'll <laughs> we'll save that for later. <laughs> We're gonna save that for next week. That's not an after show thing. We gotta save that for next week. Yeah, that's that was a good one. Um, okay, so we'll go through our our patreons for this week. We don't have any new ones, but uh, we want to thank everybody that stayed with us. We'll start with uh, Odyssey underscore Stan, the Etsy boys, who we still can't figure out who they are. Keith, was- did you really not see them? You did not see the Etsy boys. How would I see them, Chad? I sent you the video that they recorded. They panned from <laughs> one. I am in. <laughs> I am in it, Chad. So why couldn't you think back? Oh, I remember. Because if you sitting. look how far away I am when I respond, I'm at the bar. <laughs> what about your, your wife? She was closer. And so was Chris at Full Steam Designs. I think he knows. Yeah, but there's knows. always somebody spinning around with a phone in their hand. Like That's not going to be that obvious to if see. If I came a- to WorkbenchCon, that would have been my main goal was just to find who is running that account and shake their hand. Uh, they're not wearing a tag that says, I'm the Etsy boys. They were very discreet. They they're only wearing posted- a tag that says, Chad's custom creations. <laughs> <laughs> they only posted three stories, and I was analyzing them like a hawk. No. So my thing is, I think it is Pete. And you sent that out, and I tried to find Pete, and I couldn't find him. Oh, he went hiding. I, I don't know. All right. Now, can I finish the rest of this list? You yeah, two? We're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. Good patron. Good patron. Cut, oh. that, out. Cut that out. We don't need that. <laughs> uh, now we have Christy from Twisted Twine. Uh, Annette from 513 Woodworks. Uh, Hot Iron Metalworks. Lawrence of MaritimeNiceSupply.com. Uncle Sam Metalworks. He's still dead to Keith. <laughs> uh, too Many Mistakes. Green Street Joinery. Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell, Lillian Archer Photography, David Beckwith Makes, NB Woodfinery, and our top tier Espoke Studios, Danelle Smith Christian, Artugino Sorio, and Brian Drennan. Thank you, everyone. Much appreciated. Thank you. That is phenomenal. I also want to remind everyone that we do have t-shirts, mugs, all that kind of sweet swag that you could have picked up at Workbench Con. You could have got a sticker from Keith. And if you did get a sticker, we want to see it. Tag us in a post of you putting that sticker on something. Probably not somebody's car, but maybe somewhere in your shop. So check <laughs> that out. You can find our store. I don't know the link to it, but you can find the link on our Instagram. And if you need a direct link and you don't have Instagram, just email us and I'll send that to you. You can find our email at workinghands.com podcast at gmail.com you can find our instagram at working hands podcast you can find chad over chad's custom creations tony's at woodland iron i'm at blackthorn concepts with that i guess we'll go over to the after show boys let's get to it later